This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith. Love comes to those who believe it, and that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello, and what is going on? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What's going on, everyone? How's how's your day been so far? It's I don't have to. I'm really ready to stop fucking hearing about football, dude. I am like, I don't even like football for the most part. Like, I know a lot of people are gonna be like, well, how do you not like football? I'm like, I don't know, it's so boring. It's like, it takes like seven hours to play a game. And like, I was, I swear to God with football, I swear if you edit down like when they're actually doing shit, you know, in football, it's like 10 minutes. Like it's 10 minutes of content, but you have to wait like seven hours for them to finish the game for some reason, you know? It's like, oh, there's like 20 seconds left. We better do a timeout, even though we're behind by like 500 points or whatever. Better do a timeout, because this timeout, yeah, because I'm like, I don't know, are we just wasting my time here? Is that what football is? Wasting my time, and I'm tired I'm tired of hearing, I mean, I like Taylor Swift a lot, but I'm, I'm tired of hearing about her, you know? Like, I don't want to hear about anyone's relationship, especially someone who's, I'm, I'm making a guess here that, they're, they're, I don't know. I feel like the Travis-Taylor relationship seems very fake. I feel like they're going to break up, and then Taylor's going to release Reputation, Taylor's version. I'm just making the guess here. 
I'm just, I just have a, I just have a good feeling about it, you know? I, I just, you know, a lot of times, you know, when Kanye West, you know, the polar opposite of Taylor, but Kanye West, like, when he's about to release new music, you're going to notice this, too. Uh, you're going to see him in the news a lot more, and that's what they usually try to do. They get some hype, get some attention, and then they, you know, you would release your music, you know? It's kind of marketing and how, you know, it's just, uh, sometimes people don't want just an album, sometimes people want, you know, a little bit more than that. But, uh, other than that, though, I had the, I had a very stressful week, though, so, so, like, what happened was, so my computer, uh, basically, in the middle of the night, you know, so basically what happens is, you know, you record the episode, you get it edited, and then it takes a little bit of time for it to bounce, because, like, the episodes are usually over, you know, close to two hours, maybe an hour and a half at the most, and then, you know, then you just, you know, sometimes you have to let it just go overnight, you know, to get, and then in the morning, you know, when you wake up, it's there, you just upload it, then I make, you know, everything. Anyways, though, my computer just shut off in the, in the middle of the night, like, but luckily the episode fully bounced, though, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> dude, and I was like trying, and then like the next day, I was like trying to figure out what the hell was going on, you know, with it and everything like that, and then uh, I was like, okay, I guess the battery's dead because it was saying 0% and the light was still going on on the Mac charger. So I was like, okay, battery's the bought a new battery, put it in. Then it's like, it's at 14% and it's not charging. I'm like, fuck, I probably just had to get a new charge. And then, you know, another two days pass. And then, fr- but like, so I went from like Sunday after the episode bounced to Friday without a computer, which you, I don't need a computer like you know, I'm not like a social media addict or anything, but you know, I record music, I write music and you know, it, you, I didn't, I haven't thought about how, how much a computer is like the lifeline of like every little creative endeavor I do. So I don't know. So I'm probably going to have to upgrade computers soon. So, uh, that's exciting. Uh, well, damn Jackie, I can't control the weather. Uh, so that was really stressful, but uh, happy black history month, everyone. Ooh, bitch, get out of my fucking way. Black History Month. Uh, happy birthday to all the black people out there. I don't know. We might do some more stuff this month or not because I'm not black and I don't know if everything I do either sounds pandering or offensive. <laughs> so, like, you can't, you know, if you're normal, that's what happens. Um, oh, I got to tell you, uh, Adventures in Substitute Teaching, a little thing we like to do. Uh, I think I have, I have, I am just the master at this shit. Sixth grader, you know talking shit, you know, what they, how they do, and, uh, he proceeds to say, it's like, Mr. Schweig, I bet you, you can't pull any women, and then I, I proceeded to tell him, well, I pulled your mom last night, so what does that say, and the whole class erupted, and like, oh, my, like, it was that good, it was that good, just a 30-year-old man, uh, roasting an 11-year-old, 11, 12-year-old, you know, just how it is, and I gotta tell you, the reaction I got out of the entire class, that, that reaction I got, possibly, or actually I can confirm probably, that is better than any drug you'll ever have in your entire life. When you can ro- when you roast someone and you have a crowd there and then they all cheer after you just land a good one, I gotta tell you guys, there is no drug that is, is as good as that. Like, you know, like... You, that fe- that good feeling, like drugs, cannot mimic that feeling. Only bullying children will get that to you. So if you really, if you really want that new high, I'm gonna tell you, 
Start roasting six-year-olds. Not six-year-olds, sixth graders, I gotta tell you. It will change the way uh, you look at the world, how you look at life, and how uh, the world around you will change. The world around you will change when you do that. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, now I'm kind of wanting to, like, I don't know if his mom's single or not. kind of want to, like, take her on our date. Just, you know, you know, just to show superiority, you know. Just, like, you know, you have to show, like, you're, you know, you're, you're the alpha, you know. Even though I don't think that's, like, a real, being an alpha is not, like, a real thing. But, you know, it's, like, you gotta, you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta prove to children that you are better than them. Because once you prove that you are better than a child that's when they get their wake-up call. Because, I don't know, as a musician, I know that, like, so, when I think, I'm, like, when I'm just feeling really confident, I'm, like, I've been playing really well lately. I feel good. Like, I am the goddamn shit. Uh, then I see someone else play, or I go to a rehearsal, and I just suck. And, uh, yeah, then, you know, that's that's a reality check, and people need that. I want to give this kid a reality. Yeah, so I want to give this kid a reality check because I want to, I'll go on a date with his mom or whatever. Um would I call her back? No. I don't want to, you know. You know, like, because if you're, because I feel like if you're going to date a woman with a child, like, at least make sure, like, make sure the child's cool, you know? Like, you got to make, like, there's no, there's no way I would, like, date a chick who has, like, a little Dennis the Menace as a son, you know? Just, I'm like, no, I'm out, you know, I can't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, so, that's a little life lesson for you, fellas. If, you, if you're, if you're wanting to date women with kids, I don't know what to tell you, but the best advice I can give you, I'm like, you don't have to be their dad, but you're probably going to have to give them rides places, and so you're just going to have to suck that shit up. And you're like, God damn it, I have to give you a ride everywhere. You know? That's like one thing, because I always had friends who live in the country, and it's like, uh, when you live in a small town, you just walk everywhere, you know? Or ride your bike when you're a kid. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, it sucks for the kids who live in the country. Like, we just fucking party all day long. That's how it is. And, uh... Yeah, so thank you for checking out the show today. I have music all over Spotify, Apple Music, you know where people you stream music at. I should be there. Uh, make sure you're checking that out. We all, I'm also on social media, so check out at the Schweezy on social media. That way you get notified or know when I post new things, like I release music or I post new podcasts or I do all, all my other little shenanigans and see the memes I like to share. Share with all my friends. So definitely go check that out as well. Uh, in anywhere social media, it's like at the Shweezy. It should be everywhere. Uh, but make sure there are financial ways you can support the show. We do have a Patreon page. We have a Cash App. We have a PayPal. All great ways to say thank you for being a friend and really supporting the show and everything that I and me we do together, you know. Uh, but make sure you do all the free shit. Like, make sure if you're listening, make sure you should go check out our YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribed over there as well. And then, because uh, we post highlights, we post uh, shorts, we post uh, everything. So make sure you're checking that out. You know, comment, leave comments, please. I always want to hear. I'm always asking questions. Uh, so I've always liked to hear actual from people, you know. You know, especially even those where it's like, you're fat. I'm like, cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. That was like, this dude has two chins. I'm like, you're just mad because I said the Bible wasn't real. So, uh, <laughs> Something like that. Um, but yeah, so go check that out. If you're listening to the show, obviously, on your audio platform, I know Apple and Spotify are the most important, uh, leave us a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So, uh, you know... Uh, Move, bitch! Get out of my fucking way! It's Black History Month! 
Let's jump into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking? We're just going to go over what happened last week, and I'm just I'm just going to read it. I'm just reading news articles. That's all we're doing, and then I'm talking. That's all I'm doing. I'm just hearing myself talk for the most part. Uh, so, um, as they would say. Let's just jump into it. Uh, this is from the Roy's Report, and if you've listened to the show before, you know what's about to come next. Uh, Mike Bickle had inappropriate sexual conduct with second Jane Doe, likely abused power. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Uh, Mike Bickle, founder of the International House of Prayer, Kansas City, has sexual had sexual contact with a second previously unreported Jane Doe victim, according to a report from IHOP KC's highly debated third-party investigation released last night. Bickle also more likely than not abused his power, the report stated. The seven-page report by Rosalie McNamara of the Lathrop Group also confirmed that Bickle engaged in inappropriate behavior with a primary Jane Doe, whose story was reported exclusively by the Roy's report in November. Based on all the credible evidence, including his own acknowledgments of contact with the two Jane Doe's over 20 years ago, it is more likely than not that M.B. engaged in inappropriate behavior, including sexual contact and clergy misconduct, in an abuse of power for a person in a position of trust and leadership, McNamara's report stated. McNamara's report was based on documents and interviews with some IHOPKC senior leaders, staff, and community members, as well as as well as four alleged Jane Doe's uh, who are denying who are denying abuse by Bickle. However, the primary Jane Doe, her attorney, and an advocate group uh, compromised the former IHOP Kansas City top leaders who have become whistleblowers refused to participate in McNamara's investigation because they doubted its independence. In a video posted last night, IHOP Kansas City spokesperson Eric Voles said that IHOP Kansas City's had opened up a line of communication with the AG and are considering forming a commission of respected leaders to evaluate the matter. The idea of a commission was floated publicly last week by charismatic Christian leader Dr. Michael Brown, who claimed a new direction to resolve the Bickle scandal was needed. The talks are preliminary, but things look promising. So, uh, what was it? There's... So, we... So, basically... They confirmed, uh, they like basically confirmed a second Jane Doe's story, all right? So, you know, when you, we have, so it's saying two verified, not, we're not even saying that's all of them. You know, we have two verified accounts, you know, obviously, uh, for the most part. And, uh, you know, like, if, they, you know, if they had, what was it, standards and accountability, you know, this, you know, there shouldn't be that. Like, you know, churches need to have accountability, you know, like, because, like, you know, we talk about, like, the Catholic Church and, you know, if the Catholic Church, like, we, this is a problem where our priests are fucking little boys and we're here to put an end to it. And there's a lot of Catholic priests out there who generally just like, I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> you know, they didn't say it like that, but they're like, I fucking, God damn it. Fucking ruining my career, you know, ruining their job. Like what they're, they're trying to do good in the world. And, you know, like some asshole, you know, some assholes are like, hello, little boys. Um, and shit like that. But what like the Catholic church as an organization does instead of like, uh, doing probably what should be done, you know, 
about, you know, these priests. They just move them somewhere else, you know. It's like, uh, you, you know, it looks pretty bad over here. We're going to move you somewhere else, you know. Because, like, realistically, you know, in any situation like that, if, like, someone, just one one abuse scandal comes out of here from a priest or a pastor or whatever, I'm like, done, you know. Like, obviously, you know, like, this is a problem. You know, like, there's one thing, like, you know, cheating on your wife is one thing, but, like, abusing your power to get laid, you know, that's, that's how fucking losers get laid, you know, uh, and shit like that. Like, it's crazy. And, and that's the thing, though. Like, we're, so much more evidence is coming in, and we're confirming stories about Mike Bickle at this point. Like, you know, there's the allegations, and now we're confirming stories, and, like, we're confirming real things that happened, and, you know, uh, Wanted to see what Mike Bickle does. He's he's laid low a little bit. He has his little followers. He has his, you know, all of his little friends, you know, uh, who are just as evil. If you support Mike Bickle, you're like, I don't know, man. Uh, you're definitely you definitely haven't read the Bible, you know. I I love I love seeing comments all the time that are like, you need to read the Bible. And the thing is, I have a couple times. I've read ESV. NIV, The Message, I think The Message, you know, I've read those three versions. I've read front to back. I've read the Bible, you know, at least three times in those three versions. And that's probably why I don't believe in that shit anymore. But, uh, you know, it's like, I don't think these people do, or they have studied the Bible and are just using it to manipulate people. You know, and I think, yeah, at the end of the day, how should churches go about abuse? Because, you know, obviously, you can't be having these people in positions like that. You know, it's just it's just how it is. But at the same time, you are also the religion of supposedly forgiveness, even though results may vary and skin, it depends on your skin color also. Uh, you know, like, yeah, and so it's like, you should forgive, but, like, you know, it's like, this guy needs to, I mean, like, like, this guy is bad, dude, like, they should, they should, like, maybe, let's get Mike Bickle a chastity belt. I think if we get him a chastity belt, I feel like, oh, maybe, like, you walk in to, like, you know, it's, like, with the 24-7 prayer room or whatever. It's, like, all right, guys, you got to put on your chastity belts going here. Why do we have to put on chastity belts? Uh, do you know the history of this place, IHOP Kansas City? If you did, then you're understanding why. But if you don't. No one here can keep it in their pants. Like, no one here. It's, it's like, everything, almost, like, all, everything you pulled up is just, like, is, like, sexually related. Like, all, all, any research you do in it, it's, like, all sexual. It's, like, do, two dudes are fucking each other, and he's, like, I'm gonna kill my wife or whatever, you know? Uh, that's, that's a fun story to get into. Um, really cool. A little, little murder, a little gay romance, you know? A little fun stuff. That'd be that little fun movie. But uh, anyways, though, Mike Bickle, you are the world. Yeah, I should have found a pitch first before I uh, did that. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. All right. This is from Lex 18 out in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, he will forever be in our hearts. Kentucky Groundhog dies on Groundhog's Day. 
That's rough, buddy. Uh, we introduced you to Mayor the Groundhog this morning on Lex 18 News at sunrise in celebration of Groundhog Day. He lived at Second Chances Wildlife Center in Bullitt County after he was rescued as a baby. Sadly, the center reports Major died overnight at 10 years old. He was making his impact. We knew this was coming. The center said in a Facebook post his passing was due to age, almost 10, and heart issues brought on by age. He was full of amazing energy up until the end. He will forever be in our hearts. It's a sad day for us at the center, especially those who have been with us his whole life. However, he was able to pass on his predictions to other to the other groundhogs living at the center, Josie Burroughs said. Uh, she predicted spring this morning, you know. You know, wouldn't, well, I guess it was spring. I think the official one, it was, uh, they did not see its shadow, because I remember waking up, and it was not, it was cloudy and foggy AF. No, no one saw their shadow, not even... I don't think Shadow the Hedgehog was probably, he probably went outside and he probably looked in the mirror and was like, I can't see myself. More, more, more winter. You know, I think it would be, I think it would be, okay. Okay, this is an animal. I just think it would be funny if, you know, after like the ungodly amount of snow I know in the Midwest we got, you know, just the idea of like, he saw six more weeks of winter and he just killed himself. (laughs) He's like, Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck more winter. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm out. He just kills himself. He's like living in, you know, captivity, like perfect captivity where he's like, and I think, isn't it something like the groundhogs that live in captivity? Cause like they like live a bit longer, don't they? If I'm right, just, oh, or I know ground. I thought I read something about groundhogs. If I read something is I heard it like when I was in elementary school, which apparently if you teach elementary school, you can just lie about a bunch of shit. Like it doesn't matter, you know, cause it's going to be like, it, your teachers didn't tell you the entire truth. You know, like you learned that, you know, like Christopher Columbus was an actual horrible person and, uh, you did not know that, uh, because they didn't tell you that in primary school. In primary school, he's a hero. <laughs> when you're in, when you're in high school, he's a dick. So, you gotta be, gotta be careful for Christopher Columbus. He's always out to get you, little stupid. And you're like, oh, he's from Spain. You're like, you know, that means he's European, right? You know, like wearing the tackiest. You know, like, did you see the outfits he wore, like in his like little portraits or whatever? It's like the tackiest fucking clothes you ever seen. Like, of course they're tacky. It's from it's fucking Spain. No one in Spain knows how to knows how to dress themselves. You know, where am I getting this at? Oh yeah, Christopher Columbus is from Spain, in the. Those guys are tacky, I guess. You know, Europeans are tacky. Like, it, it, Europeans, come in the comments at me. Uh, tell me tell me reasons why you're not tacky. Why you're wearing your fucking highlighter green Puma shirt in, with the matching shoes and, uh, like, Ed Hardy-style distressed jeans and shit like that. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me you're not tacky if you own that shit, okay? You can't tell me that. Can't tell me. I, I, I watched... What, what, I watched... I've seen, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyways, though, rest in peace, Mayor. You will be missed. Uh, I, I will probably forget about you by next week, but uh, today we celebrate you. So, uh, so uh, let's, give you, let's give you the salute, Mayor. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? That's Mayor the Hedgehog, the Groundhog up in heaven, you know, just being like... <laughs> I was like, how'd you get a job here, fuckface? 
All right, last article we got here today. Uh, this is from Fox 12, Oregon, but it's a story from Florida. So we all know the Florida stories are the best. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. So uh, mom banned from dropping kids off at Christian school due to OnlyFans ad on her car. A mom in Central Florida has been banned from dropping kid, her kids off at a private Christian school because of an advertisement for her OnlyFans account on her vehicle. Michelle Klein says the school is making her park across the street, which forces her kids to cross a busy road, go down a sidewalk, and walk through the parking lot to get to school. That is, unless she takes the ad for the adult content side off her car. Klein goes by the name Piper Fawn to promote her adult content. She has a large decal that stretches across her vehicle's back windshield to promote her OnlyFans account. She says her adult content is her business and her way of life. My husband and I had this, you know, little wild, you know, behind closed door lifestyle that we've now decided to share, she said. But other parents uh, at Liberty Christian Prep don't want their children seeing any advertisements for the kind of content. Lexi Thomas is one of those parents. That's a distraction to my children, Thomas said. And no matter how poorly or how good I parent, porn is there. And that's kind of the first thing they're seeing when they're going into a place that should be educating them. Thomas also said that the decal is distracting because it, of its large size. It's not just a tiny little emblem on the back of the car. It is taking up the entire windshield, she said. After several parents complained, the school told Klein she has to drop her kids off across the street. Other parents say there's an easy solution to the problem. Klein should just take the decal off her car. And that that's, that one seemed like an easy thing to say, for sure, Klein said. But for me, you know, it supports my family. This provides a very comfortable way of life for us. And it's legal, you know. I pay taxes just like everyone else, but I'm not breaking the law. I just offended people. Klein says she wants the school, at the very least, to provide someone to help her kids get across the street safely. So, um, first of all, who, 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 who is this bitch? Lexi Thomas. I'm going to make a guess here. Single parent. I'm going to, I'm just, you know, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing single parent here. Cause usually I'm no, I've, I've made an assumption here. Usually the bitchiest of moms are, are usually divorced, <laughs> you know, or they, you know, like they have a one night stand baby because they're too fucking stupid to put on a condom or whatever, or they just. Or they fuck guys who are just like, yeah, I'm wearing a condom. And you're just like, wow, that feels good. <laughs> you're like, well, I wonder what's, man, these condoms are great. Uh, so, you know, and there's like some dude just busting nuts inside this bitch. And then, yeah, so if, if like I said, really bitchy women, like, guys, don't fuck those. Che- you're, like, you're just like, I'm going to fuck this bitch. And then, you know, and then she's like, I'm pregnant. And now you have to deal with this bitch the rest of your life, you know? So wear a condom. Uh... And uh, so if you're Lexi Thomas's kids, I'm just going to be like, uh, I'm just going to tell you, sucks to be have your mom. Uh, I'm just going to make a point here. And now, now we get into the debate. Uh, so she has her OnlyFans advertisement on her car, and then she's dropping her kids off at a Christian school. I would just fucking do it anyways. I'm like, fuck you. Uh, you know, you're going to, if this is a problem, you're going to have to, like, you know, give accommodations to my kids, you know, for, for what it is. Uh, even though like lady, you know, people out there, I know you think OnlyFans is fun and I, I agree sex work is real work, but if you have kids, like you need to stop fucking on camera if you have kids, you know, because you know, like 
middle school and high school is hard enough for kids. Like, it, it is a hard time to be alive. Your body's changing. Everyone fucking hates you. You know, your parents probably hate you too. And that was my case. My parents just hated me. I think they just don't like me. Uh, you know, and shit like that. And don't give other kids ammo to bully your kid. And be like, tell your mom to fucking do anal on her OnlyFans, you know? And, uh, yeah, and it is, I mean, like, yeah, I get it at a point, like, yeah, you shouldn't be advertising your porn, you know, at school, you know, like, you know, I think vaping's, you know, vaping's a thing, you know, and if a kid vapes, you know, that's one thing, you know, but, like, advertising, you know, vapes to kids, I, you know, we all agree that's, like, very wrong, they shouldn't be advertising, you know, stuff that's supposed to be, like, oh, you're supposed to be 21 years or older to have, like, you shouldn't be advertising that to kids, uh, you should be advertising it to adults. That's why you put hot women. You know, you'll be like, yeah, now I want to fucking try Zen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, no, but like, only yeah. So I get, I kind of understand it. Um, but yeah, like I don't know because like this is her job, and like you wouldn't tell someone else to be like, if you know, I put like I have cancel Sweezy stickers, and they're kind of like I place them up places, and there's little. QR code there, that way if people are curious, they go to it and then they see the show, you know? Like, you know, it's a good way. You know, if I had that on the back of my car the entire windshield, you know? Like, in the schools, like, you can't be advertising your shit. Um, or whatever. Like, maybe, you know, what I mean, like, because it's, like, a difficult thing because, like, there's one hand be like, fuck the school. Like, do whatever you want. That's, like, my first reaction. But then it's also, I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't be advertising porn to children, you know? Like, that's that's me too. You know, I teach. I don't. I don't. I don't talk about porn with kids. You know, that's fucking weird. And first of all, I don't. I. You know, there's such an age gap. I don't think we should be looking at the same porn either. You know, like you don't. You shouldn't be looking at the same porn your dad looks at, guys. Like that's just a life lesson from me. Don't look at the same porn your dad looks at. Uh, but overall, I'm curious to hear about this. Um, clearly, Lexi Thomas is a bitch. But do you think that uh, what's this bitch's name? Piper Fawn. Uh, Michelle Klein or whatever, should she be allowed to advertise, you know? Like, yeah, she should be able to advertise, but, like, yeah, I kind of get the school, but also at the same time, like, she has to go across the street from the school, and it's a busy street, and there's no one to look, but, you know, that's why the crossing guards exist or whatever, you know, happens all the time. Uh, But, yeah, um, maybe send your kid to, I don't know, like, this is kind of the problem because, like, private schools, like, are technically supposed to be better because it's just, like, uh, they, you know, if a kid, if a kid's like a little shit, they just kick him out, you know, but like public schools, they can only do so much, you know? So like, I don't know, but I don't want, I would never want to get my kid to a Christian school. I'm like, that just sounds like they're going to get molested. To be honest, they're going to get molested at a Christian school. Just, that's what it sounds like. But, but who knows? It's just, that's just me. And, uh, you know, you can't be at a Christian school, you know, you know, um, or whatever, whatever, how am I going to? And this, you know. Here's something to think about. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products 
product designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier life, lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your potent full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Neolist or your, your Neolist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today, form your app store, and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. It is Black History Month, so in honor of Black History Month, I have decided that we need to talk about Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Disney Plus. Because nothing says Black History Month like a, a, a fictional story involving Greek gods, you know. There are black people in the show, though, so I want to talk about it. Um, I never read the Percy Jackson books. Uh, I was kind of, I don't know, the those 2000 movies, even though they did have Alexandria Dario, uh, who... She's just too, you know, like she's one of those, like, ladies who are just 
too pretty for their own good. You know, she, yeah, she, she's a good actress. You know, she's good. She's great. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember she was in that. But other than that, yeah, though, I remember the 2001s, and it was just not good. And apparently, I am not alone in that assessment. There have been many people who are like, yeah, they they just missed it, you know? Because I don't, exp- you know, because it's a book-to-movie adapt. It's a movie adaptation of a book. So, like, obviously things have to change because in a book, you could just say what's, you know, what it looks like, describe it, but when you get to, like, a film or whatever, it has to be, it has to be, you have to show it, you know, and so a lot of things are said and show it, so that's why some adaptations are not the best. Sometimes, like, an adaptation like The Shining is good, but it does not do justice to the source material. One thing I heard going into this when they kind of greenlit everything in the first trailer is uh, what I was told is I was told um, that it would be uh, that the author of it was like Rick Riordan. He was like, they're getting they got this shit right, and they cast Percy. It was the the guy kid who played young Ryan Reynolds in that one movie. Uh, <laughs> I think that yeah, was him, and like yeah, that kid's great. He's a good. He saw actually all the kid acting in this, this show. I, I actually generally thought it wasn't that bad. Um, and by not that bad is I wasn't distracted by it. So it could, it could have been bad. I don't know. But I wasn't distracted by it. So it was good. But yeah, apparently it, it did justice to the source material. Everyone's saying it's like good justice to the source material and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's always I've always been interested. And I was like, I don't really want to get I'm just going to wait till the show. And then if I want to get into the books, uh, I will. AKA I'm going to watch a couple videos of like, book versus show adaptation, you know, like the differences between the two. And then you get to learn, like, a little bit more details about it, because something, like I said, like, in, a mo- in, like, a movie or film TV show adaptation, something like that, a lot of things that are described in the book have to be shown. And so, like, I knew, well, like, what I knew going in, it was, like, these are all these kids that are, like, children of Greek gods, and then, you know... Percy's the son of Poseidon, Camp Halfway. That's like what I kind of knew going in. Basically, just like a sales pitch of the story to me. I'm like, I mean, this sounds really cool. So obviously, like, it's a really cool concept of an idea. Um, but yeah, let's uh, you know, let's let's look at the show. I'm gonna let's go episode by episode, and uh, you know, let's just jump into it. And uh, let's just talk about each episode. I'll like, summarize it. Let's see how how much we could talk about in 30 minutes. Um, so the first one, I accidentally vaporized my pre-algebra teacher. Um, so, like, we're introduced to Percy Jackson. Percy's like, I'm different. Uh, apparently, I see shit, and uh, weird shit happens to me all the time, and I can't explain it, and uh, no one explains it, you know. For the most part, no one explains, you know. <laughs> Till the last minute, Percy gets to know his, like, origin story. Uh, you know, he has a crippled... Latin teacher who's apparently a centaur, you know, apparently, you know, apparently in the magic, the magic wheelchair, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know, man, I would, I would not want to be disabled if I was, you know, I don't know, man, if I can walk and I don't know, that's, that's, you know, uh, yeah, at the beginning of the bit, he like, he was like, oh no, his other Latin teacher or whatever, like, um, uh, she, like, tries to attack him, and he kills her with his, like, magic sword thing, pen sword, you know, that the teacher gave him. And uh, and then he pushes a girl into the fountain who's been, like, annoying him, and I'm like, I'm like, she deserved it. I would have, I would have, 
done more, but you know, she deserved it. And then he gets expelled. And like, yeah, his friend Grover, who we're going to get back into in a little bit, fucking rats him out. I'm like, you goddamn piece of shit. I was so fucking mad. I'm like, fuck the Grover. Fuck that guy. And then, um, and then eventually he goes on a trip with his hot mom. Thank you, Disney. First of all, thank you. Casting a hot mom. And I don't know if she has kids. The actress has kids. She's like 40. She was born in 81. So it's like the idea is like, oh, she realistically could be a mom. And so that's nice because a lot of times they're like, they'll like hire like women way younger than the role they're supposed to be. But men who are older can be play younger, you know, crazy shit like that. But they actually age appropriate, and she was hot, you know? Thank you, Disney. We, You listened, and we replied, age-appropriate hot moms. Like, that's all, you know, like, especially in kids' content, because parents are watching this shit with their kids. You know, if you're making a kid's show, you know, I'm not saying to make it for adults, but I'm just saying make the mom hot, you know? We all want to see it, and guess what? There are plenty of hot moms out there you can cast. They're, they're all, there are a million hot moms you can be. They're actresses, you know, you can hire all them. So eventually, you know, they go, you know, they have his mom at the very last minute. It's like, Percy, uh, you're a demigod. That means you're half Greek god, half hot, half of your hot mom. And uh, last minute. And then we find out that fucking Grover is a satyr. And uh, they're attacked by a minotaur. And, like, his mom gets dusted like Thanos. And... And I was I was so fucking pissed when I saw the mom get dusted. I'm like, fuck this show. And then, then I'm like, but then, you know, I remembered in my little TV tropes, I'm like, if you don't see a dead body, they're not dead, you know? And I didn't see it. I'm like, she's still alive. I know she's still alive. Come on, hot mom, hot mom, hot mom. Sally, Sally Jackson is a hot mom. And then, uh, then yeah, then we're on to episode two. Um, Percy is at Camp Half-Blood. Now, the, the thing, what, what makes Camp Half-Blood so special? It is a camp. But also, this area, like, monsters can't enter this area. Because apparently, um, do I have, wait, I, I can't just fucking say it. I have to use a sound drop. Because apparently. Uh, because apparently all these monsters just want to fucking murder demigods, like children of God. They just want to murder all of them. That's all they want to do. They just want to murder. No, no reason. These kids didn't, didn't do shit. I would be so mad. I'm like, okay, so, uh, my dad's a dick. My dad I've never met in my life is a dick. And, uh, now they're all trying to kill me. Okay. I'm like, this is not fair. I'm like, hey guys, go after my dad. I'm not part of this problem. You know, uh, Percy doesn't know who his dad is though. So he's like, you're a demigod. We don't know. Who's who's your dad though? I'm like what? Like it's like they had like was it Mister was it Mister or Chiron? Is Mister Brunner? I'll say Chiron from now on. But like Chiron's been like there protecting him. Grover's been protecting him. Not Grover's been not been doing a very good job, by the way. Uh, Grover kind of sucks, and I'm not blaming the actor because the actor doesn't suck. He just played a character that sucked, different from Grandpa Joe, and so. He gets sent to Hermes' cabin because Hermes' cabin is like he'll like oh my children can be here but you know if you don't know your parents yeah you can stay here too I'm not Hermes is the one that's not a dick but he is kind of a dick when you get to him in the episode uh, so Hermes' cabin like half of it's unclaimed half of them claimed and shit like that uh, then what was it uh, uh, God of War uh, who is fucking the God of War. 
It's not her. Who, who the fuck is? Okay, now, wait, I know this. Who's the fucking... Ares, that's it. So, like, yeah, Ares' kids are a bunch of assholes, you know? The monsters should kill those kids. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, let's kill the God of War's kids, you know? Uh, you know, they all want to go after Percy, and then he uses, like, toilet water power to repel them, and none of the kids are like, hmm, I wonder what Greek god he is a kid of, because he's unclaimed, but he has magical water powers, no one knows who his dad is. That, 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 there's no specific Greek god about water. There's n none of them. No one knows still. Uh, and then eventually, you know, they play Capture the Flag, and then uh, Poseidon finally claims, you know, Percy as his kid, finally. Finally, after like 13 years, he finally claims his kid. Uh, and then, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal. After, you know, after, after a couple situations of having magical water powers. Everyone's like, oh, that's Poseidon's kid? No shit. <laughs> no shit. The moment you see him using water powers and you're like, he doesn't know which Greek god is his dad. I'm like, okay. Um, but after you find out, like, Percy's dad is Poseidon, you're you, you're curious about, like, his stepdad, Gabe, you know? Because for some reason, he has a stepdad. Which, uh, I'm just curious, like, how do you go from Poseidon, the god of the sea to Gabe, a degenerate gambler, unemployed too. His job is gambling. That's his job. Like, my job is gambling. Like, you know, it, it would make more sense to just sell pictures of your feet. You know, than playing games of, like, luck and chance and some, you know, like, I know it requires skill to do that, but there's a little bit of luck and chance and, you know, you know, shit like that. Uh, but apparently, but apparently after finding out it's Poseidon's son, Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know Zeus thought you stole his Thunderbolt? You know, like, you know, we didn't even, he didn't even know who his dad was. Like, clearly, they could probably communicate with Zeus. Hey, Zeus, he didn't steal your lightning bolt, okay? That would have been easy thing. But they're Greek gods, so they're fucking stupid. Uh, so they're like, yeah, but Percy, you can't fly across the country. Somehow all these Greek gods live in America now, <laughs> too, for some fucking reason. They're like, all right, Percy, you have to go into the underworld. It's in Los Angeles. We're at, we're like, in New York somewhere, like maybe upstate New York. Sounds correct. You know, like it sounds like correct, it's like correct or whatever. It was like in Los Angeles, but you can't fly, so you have to take the bus, and then everyone's attacking them on the the bus and shit, you know. So they have to go to the underworld, get Zeus's lightning bolt, and then also save his mom, because his mom's in uh, the underworld right now, too. So obviously we have to save the mom. I'll be like, we're gonna save your. We're gonna save person. I'm like, fuck Zeus is the thunderbolt. I'm gonna save your. I would save his mom too, dude. I would save Percy's mom. And so he has to. He takes Annabelle, and for some reason he picks fucking Grover to go with him too, or whatever. And then like there was like a prophecy. They were like, oh, um, one of your friends is gonna betray you. And I'm like, that's gonna be fucking Grover for sure, dude. That dude's a fucking pussy. He ain't no ride or die. First of all, ride or die, bitch. So they start on their little journey to get Zeus's master, find Zeus's master bolt, you know, because they're thinking Hades is starting some shit or whatever, um, whatever. So they, so they make it to New, they make it to New Jersey for some reason. They run into Medusa, and uh, yeah, does it does it make sense that Medusa lives in New Jersey? I mean, kind of, yeah. It makes it funny. Like, don't go to New Jersey, guys. Why? That's where Medusa lives, uh, and shit like that. So they have a little thing with Medusa. They have a whole thing. Medusa's kind of hot, though, so. 
you know, minus the fact that you're turning to stone. I feel like you're not going to get, sounds like you're just going to get scammed if you try to hook up with Medusa. And actually, yeah, they do go, and it's weird because they're trying to, it was like, Medusa was like, you know, I'm actually a good person because like the story of Medusa and she was like in love with someone and then Athena was like, fuck you and then cursed her, you know? And like Medusa, like that's the part of the story of Medusa. Like she did nothing wrong, but she's also like, don't look at her too. Like that. <laughs> you know, she's like that. What happens is uh, they put Annabeth's magic invisible hat, which is way too overpowered. <laughs> Dude, like it's way too overpowered. Uh, and then they like cut her head off and then they use her head to turn some demon into stone or whatever. And then they mail, they mail Medusa's head to fucking Mount Olympus, which is the top of the Empire State Building for some reason, you know? And, uh, oh, yeah, and then you find out Hermes is played by fucking Lin-Manuel Miranda. And you're just like, I liked Hamilton, but I don't want too much of this guy, you know? You know? And so anyways, though, uh, after after Medusa's funhouse, uh, Percy and about, oh, my favorite fucking episode, episode four, uh, so Percy, Annabeth, and Grover, they, they're on the train going, going to Los Angeles, and then obviously there's a, uh, a chimera, you know, poisons Percy, and then they get into a fight, and then he falls through the... <laughs> it's just funny, they're on a train, they're like, oh my gosh, we're getting under attack, let's get to safety. And their safety is downtown St. Louis. <laughs> just, if you don't know downtown St. Louis, um, best thing I could say is... Uh, Possibly a very dangerous place. Um, can be a very dangerous place. You just gotta... First of all, don't show people you're afraid. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like, where are we gonna go to the safety fucking downtown St. Louis? And then, you know, they're fighting. And then he falls, like, you know, straight out of the top of the arch. And then he lands in the Mississippi River. I think it's like the delta where Mississippi and Missouri meet. So my, I always thought it was that, but apparently it's straight up the Mississippi where he fell into... Apparently in the book, they got this wrong where, like, he falls straight under, you know, the arch and then lands directly in the water, which, if you've been to the arch, you know, that's not where the river is. So, at least in the show, I think they had, to, like, a uh, water hand grabbed him and threw him in the water. Then he was able to heal from the poison and then, and yeah, shit, and they're on their way. I just, I, I just thought it was hilarious that they're like, we need to get to safety in downtown St. Louis. And be like, we need to get to safety. Let's go to Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> you know? Just like where everyone wants to kill you for no reason. <laughs> you know? And then, you know, Poseidon saves him. He's like, all right, we need to we need to meet in Santa Monica later. And that's going to come up later. Um, now, then, then we're moving on to episode five. Uh, they run into Ares. Um, and Ares is like, I need my shield back. Can you get me a shield and I'll get you to Los Angeles? And they're like, okay. So they, you know, they go and then there's like the magic chair or whatever. Uh, it was a Hephaestus's magic chair that you sit in it and you turn to gold stone thing, you know. And uh, that way they get the shield. But then uh, Hephaestus is like, I want, can, uh, can I have Percy back? And he's like, sure. And then Percy's back alive. I'm like, you know, like he's like, I'm going to sac Percy's always like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. But he's the main character of this entire series. I'm like, Unless we're getting near an ending or some sort, like, he's not going to die. Like, he's not going to die. And so they get the shield and they come back and you make the trade, but when they make it, they get to Las Vegas because, like, oh, no, they have to go to Vegas 
convince Hermes to get them the rest of the way there. And so, especially that episode. But you're like, I think Ares is up to something. You know, the god of war, you're like, he's probably up to some shit, you know? Uh, so, yeah, eventually they get back to, they get to Vegas, okay? So they go to Vegas, and they run into Lemmy and Miranda. But if you remember, like, the Odyssey, like, the Lotus Flowers, I guess they're trying to make it that way. Like, where, like, you lose track of time and shit like that, and you're there longer than you are. But the way, like, the they pump that air into a Las Vegas casino, because I guess the joke is, like, in Vegas, uh, you know, time just goes by really quickly, and, like, casinos don't have windows, so you don't lose... So that your perception of time is gone, so you spend more money at the casino. You know, it's just... You know, I can't blame him. It's just a business strategy, you know? Um, and, you know, they have to find him, and Grover's almost fucking eating, fucking chasing little Peter Pan over here. Pan over here. Like, fucking video games addicted and forgetting everything he's supposed to be doing and shit like that. Eventually, they kind of convince Hermes to let them use the, his car, and he's like, you know, and shit like that. And it's like, it'll work. It'll take you anywhere you want to go after you get out of the fucking parking garage. And then they get, you know, after that funny little scene, they... Get out of the parking garage, you know, they make it, but they know a couple days have passed. Uh, so by the time they get to fucking Santa Monica, uh, sign's like, oh yeah, y- y- you arrived too late, sorry. I'm like, bro, Poseidon <laughs> said you can't meet here uh, because uh, you guys were late. And you're like, you know, I think, I don't know, man, if I was a dad, I'd probably make time for my kids. Um, that's just me, though, you know. They're trying to make like Poseidon like a really good guy, but like, isn't Poseidon known for being a fucking shit, you know? I don't know. Uh, also, Percy, okay, so my notes. Percy learns from Nereid that his quest deadline has passed, and yeah, that's his little system. Prepare for war, because, yeah, apparently if he didn't return the Thunderbolt, he was like, I'm going to fucking kill you, Poseidon, even though you're like, hmm, who would steal my Thunderbolt? My brother, uh, Poseidon or Hades? I'm like, doesn't Hades always doing shit, you know? <laughs> He's always starting shit. Anyways, though, he gets, like, four pearls, and that's how you escape the underworld, is with pearls. So three for the, the main characters, and then, you know, one for the hot mom. Uh, so then, you know, now they're, now we're finally, we're going into the underworld. We, we make it, it's in a fucking waterbed store. Uh, it's like, it's just in a fucking, <laughs> it's in a waterbed store. That's where the entrance to the underworld is. It's just a fucking waterbed store. <laughs> Which, and, like, I don't, like... I don't the water do they are there still like full ass stores dedicated to water beds like I know like I could I bet some furniture stores still have water beds but like I don't think it's like their main selling point you know oh yeah and then you know Cerebus you know the three-headed dog um they have to run away from that thing and fucking Grover gets eaten and loses his goddamn pearl because it's fucking Grover you know it's fucking Grover um uh, eventually make it oh yeah and the, this weird thing there's like this, there's like this weird pit that they almost fall into, and Grover's wearing the magic shoes that help him fly. He got from Luke, and then uh, once it goes away, it turns back into the Master Bolt or whatever, you know, and shit like that. You know, you know, it turns back into that that shit, and they're like, huh, that's weird, <laughs> you know. Uh, then they get to Hades Palace, and Hades offers a deal because he needs like his helm which is just a helmet or whatever. So Percy has to just fucking 
and Percy realizes Kronos is, it was Kronos all along. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! And so, yeah, they they get back to, the, they get to the beach, and then it's just, and then uh, they're just fucking going at it. I think they're getting ready to go at it. And then we get to episode eight, the final episode here. We're out here. We're finally at the end of it. Uh, so Percy just whoops Ares, the shit out of him, gets the helmet, uh, gets the helmet to, you know, Hades, and he's like, you better fucking honor our deal, and he does, he does honor his deal, so that's cool, um, and then, I guess the shit, so now they have to find Zeus, and so, Zeus is playing for war, because he needs his bolt back, uh, so, like, they eventually go to the Empire State Building, and then he just, like, drops Master Bolt, and like, let me see Zeus, and then they go see Zeus, and then Zeus is black, by the way, which, which is, I mean, like, you know, is fine, I don't mind him, I don't mind Black Zeus, but it's just weird that it's kind of like his other two siblings, because it's like Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon, but like, Poseidon and Hades are white, and then Zeus is black, so I mean... I don't know how genetics work for gods and shit like that, but uh, Zeus is black, by the way, so it kind of throws you off a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. Uh, but Poseidon's just like, hey, let's pretend we fought and I lost, and I'll just surrender or whatever, you know, or whatever. So Zeus agrees to that because obviously it's like, it, it's not our fault. It's, you know, this, this is a Kronos problem. Kronos is coming at us, you know, and so we got to get ready for Kronos. He's the real bad guy. So... He goes back to Camp Half-Blood, and then, you know, eventually we find out the friend that was getting ready to betray Percy, it was Luke all along. So, so yeah, after Luke leaves or whatever, and then they're like, War with Kronos is coming. Uh, let's meet back in a year, gang. <laughs> and so Percy gets to go back and live with his hot mom, and the day is saved. The quest is complete. The day is saved, except Cronus is still coming. And then in a mid credit scene, uh, Gabe gets turned to stone by Medusa. And uh, I don't know, shit like that just freaks me out, you know? You know, I was like, I guess Gabe is dead now, unless they figure out a way to unstone people or whatever. And that is Percy Jackson, uh, season one. I guess they're going to, hopefully, they're going to continue adapting the books. And uh, this was supposed to be an adaptation of The Lightning Thief. That's what I was trying to remember. And I, apparently kids at the school I was working at were reading The Lightning Thief 2, and uh, they're, they're not reading it because they don't know what dyslexia, because <laughs> they didn't know what dyslexia or hyperactive was. But uh, yeah, that was Percy Jackson. Overall, great show, solid, apparently a great adaptation, uh, but someone on there, I still have some nitpicks to go over. Uh, first of all, I thought Grover was going to betray Percy 100%. I was like, fuck, because that guy, he sold Percy out like, Beginning of the show, and just you know, like, like fuck you, Grover. I would, I would not do that. If I was Grover, what I would have done in that situation would be like, I didn't see it. I would have just been denied seeing it. You know, if you, you know, can't start shit. Whatever. Um. Yeah. So you know, obviously it makes sense. I think this you had the good adaptation because I remember the old movies. It was like Percy was like a seventeen-year-old, and he has to be thirteen. Like that's the. That's what he is in the book. It makes more sense having 13. It would be like doing, like, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, 
basically about Harry's 17. He's like going to his first year of Hogwarts. I'm like, it doesn't make sense because they're supposed to be little kids going on a little adventure and then they get older and that's, the, you know, the whole point. Like they're in school, like obviously. So I thought this was a, way better than that. That makes way more sense. And so definitely know that and they got the characters right and shit like that too. Uh, my biggest thing, if I was in Percy's shoes, because everything has to come back to me, uh, is that... Uh, after all these gods are having their speed, I'm like, leave me out of your goddamn problems. I'm I'm not a part of this, you know. Like, tell the monsters to go away, and then be like, tell them I'm out. I'm not I'm not with you guys. I'm like I'm out. I'm just gonna live a normal life. A little dyslexic. I'm gonna learn how to read, and then <laughs> I'm gonna live my life. Like, leave me the fuck alone, <laughs> dude. For real, Zeus. Leave me out of your goddamn personal. I, first of all, no one knew I existed, and then all of a sudden they knew I existed. And you're like, you stole it, didn't you? I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you accusing him of shit? You know, that he didn't do? Like, come on, Zeus. Like, you, you know better. Um, also, I'm curious to the question, can you kill gods in this world? Uh, obviously, I know they're powerful, but, you know, and the gods are, like... Remember, like, gods have to follow rules or whatever? Like, that's the thing. And then, like, demigods don't have to follow the rules. So it's like... Demigods don't have to follow rules. There's a rule they can probably kill the gods. I'm like... You know how much problems would be solved if they just killed Zeus? Like, Zeus, like, you know, if you read those old stories, you know, where I'm like, Zeus is kind of a dick and an asshole. Like, if you killed Zeus, just kill all of them. Like, they're not doing good in the world. They're making the world an entire worse place. If I was in that world, I'd be fucking Gore the God Butcher, just fucking slitting necks. And like, I saw fucking Lin-Manuel Miranda, I'm just slit his neck. <laughs> no, I like him. Uh, I don't know him. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you would see me. But uh, I think the, the moral of this story is if you're a Greek god, if you're a Greek god listening to this show, um, keep it in your fucking pants, okay? We don't – you're like uh, the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Like they're basically – it's just basically Greek gods. with The same shit, different toilet as I like to say. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top-quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience, it's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, 
Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes. It goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! It is time for Oh No, Our Table, the part of the podcast where we call Ask Sweezy and I answer questions for you. That's how it is. That's, uh, that's what you're looking into. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. So, uh, yeah, let's... Uh, let's just jump into it. Do you guys actually enjoy eating pussy? Uh, I always wondered about this. I mean, I love getting it, but curious what the experience is of the one down there. Uh, yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, I think it's different for every guy, but I think most men, uh, need to be okay with it. I mean, if you don't like eating pussy, I mean, to be honest with you, you do it for the love of the game. You don't, you don't even do it for her, you do it for you. Like, you know, like, you know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because, like, why would... Because, like, everything has to be about yourself. Like, that's obviously how life works, is, like, you just make everything about yourself, and that's how it is. Uh, but, yeah, most men... I would say most men... Some men don't, and I think it's just because it's all... Like, it's all give and no receive on that end, even though, technically... I mean, there is a way you can, but, you know, there, there are different ways, you know, but... Uh, Mostly, yeah, I think it's that. So, you know, it's like, you know, how many girls out there don't like sucking dick? Um, usually those women are single. And uh, so, but yeah, no, I think most guys do. Um, I mean, like, if it's, if it, if the hygiene's bad down there, you know, like, it's not fun. Like, you know, it's the same with, I think it should be the same rules, men and women, you know, same rules. Like, if it smells bad, uh, you queef while he's going down on you, that'll do, or you fart, you know, like, you don't do that, you know, when, you know when someone's going down on you, you, you don't do that, but that could be that could be a problem. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like 
if, if we're if we're being honest here, like if a guy doesn't like eating pussy, he's probably gay. Like you know, you do it for the love of the game. Like that's that's how I always saw it. Like you do it because you love the game, and game is game. That's what it is. Game is game. So fellas, if you're like I really don't like eating pussy, I'm like you're probably gay. Uh, I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. And Pride Month is in June, so uh, we'll celebrate you. Guys, we'll celebrate you guys. You don't go down on women. And to quote the great Smash Mouth, "A king who doesn't is no king at all." And if that basically that brought, that was Steve. Rest in peace, Steve Harwell. So uh, you're an all star. Get your game on. Go play. So that that's the answer to that. Mm. My boyfriend thinks the fact that a girl is 17 is sexy. Am I overreacting by reconsidering our whole relationship because of this? Uh, you are not overreacting. Uh, because, yeah, th- that's that's weird. So, like, your, your boyfriend thinks the fact, like, a girl, just a girl being 17 is sexy to him? Like, that means he thinks it's sexy that a girl isn't 18 yet? You know, that's just like there is something wrong there. Like that is a that should be a red flag, and you should try to you do that because, I mean, like for one thing, you know, like I, there there is here's something to it. Obviously, dating underage people is wrong. That's wrong. You know, even if even if like they wanted it to, like there's there's some mental gymnastics you have to go through. You know, uh, like. When we get to like middle, you know, middle school, it's like they look like small children, and that is really gross. But high school girls, like they do, most of them or some of them do look like they're adults, and so like, you know, like seeing them as attractive isn't wrong. But like doing, you know, being trying to date them and pursue them, you know, that's where it gets like wrong and stuff like that. It, I think it's mainly a. And I think it's mainly just mental maturity, you know, like, I don't know, if you're, tw- like, you know, you're 25 and you're dating a 17-year-old, you know, like, you know, I, what I tell my students all the time is that, like, I tell the girls, like, if a guy says you're mature for your age, he is a loser. And fellas, if you're thinking about saying that to me, don't be a loser, you know? And it's just kind of loser talk. And I think, and, like, the weird thing, I think, why he probably thinks it's sexy is because, uh, you know, as, as we all get old, you know, because we're all stupid when we're young and then, you know, and we're, all, we're only stupid just because life experience. We haven't had life experience yet. But then someone who has had life experience, it's, it's very manipulative in a way, and that's what makes it wrong. Uh, the, the real problem here with uh, wanting to date underage women is it's wrong. That's the real, <laughs> that's the real problem here. Uh, but no, I think, yeah, the fact that he thinks it's attractive, like a girl who's attractive that you can manipulate and groom and shit like that, that, that is fucking, that is a red flag. Uh, uh, what can I say? Uh, be like, uh, what do I say? Yeah, you should, you should probably not be with this guy. He, he's a loser, uh, clearly. If he's like, I want to date a 17-year-old, he's a fucking loser. You can... Going and the fact that I don't know why he's dating you if he thinks seventeen year olds are sexy. Why don't you go for? Why don't you try to? Why don't you play the game and try to go to prison or something like that, you dude? Like, because that's kind of gross. 
Does dating get easier for men and harder for women as they get older? Something I'm curious about, as I have seen a large number of younger men, uh, example, in their 20s post, about how hard they have finding dating, on the other hand, where women express their difficulties in trying to find dating in their 30s. So I'm wondering, is it actually a thing where women are more able to date in their 20s with it getting more difficult as they age, and men struggle to date in their 20s, but it gets easier as they enter their 30s? Okay, so um, I'm going to have to start off... Uh, saying this here because someone's going to get mad. Uh, Not everyone is like this. Everyone's different. But from what I have observed in our world, here's what I can tell you, is that for, for a man, what, what they need to, what they find as attractive, you know, is, you know, they, they're looking more for beauty and stuff like that. Where women, they're looking for more like financial security, maturity, similar on those lines. So, like a woman or like like you hear a lot of women who say like I'm into like guys who are older than me like 10 or 20 years older than me and that's the kind of person I want to date who's like just probably rich you know like you're one of those type of women uh, and stuff like that and so like say like you're in your 30s you have your finances figured out you know like you're, you kind of have you know your life figured out you know before before hoes and stuff like that and so that's an attractive quality so like for old, men getting older it's more it's easier and I don't know why women find older men more attractive than, like, boys and shit like that, which, I don't know, it's, you know. So, that that's one thing, and uh, that's why women, you know, in their 20s, when they're young and still attractive and haven't gotten fat yet from kids or whatever, like, that's why you know, men are like, oh, that's perfect, you know? And it's like, you know, and a little take I'm not interested in, but, like, if we pretend, like, we all have mileage on our, like we're all cars and we have mileage on us, you know, like men, like by the time a woman gets to 30, they could have a lot of mileage on her, you know, which for some guys is a problem. Uh, some other guys, you know, some, you know, it's not a problem for other people. So, you know, it's, it's like that, you know, it's like, Oh, you want to get with me now that you're fat, have kids with a guy you're not married to. And you know, now you want to date me now, now that I have my shit together and your life is falling apart, you know, it is. So yeah, for, it's definitely something to generally think about. Like if you're a guy, it's like, I, I've like, you know, I'm like in my thirties and, and like all my Christian friends are all getting ready for their second marriage. You know, it's like, Oh, your the clock's running out. Like the clock's never going to run out for me. Like when it comes to like dating or having kids for me as a guy, you know, that, that clock's never going to have to run out. I'm not going to have to worry about that. But, you know, for wi- and women also have the thing, too, where, like, at some point you can't have babies anymore. So, like, you know, if a guy's wanting to start a family, uh, you know, it's like, is he going to go for the an old, like, a woman who probably can't have kids? Or are they going to go for one who can have kids, you know, and still wants that, you know, and stuff like that. So there's stuff like that. There's so many different things out there. I, I don't think, you know, I think you should just work on yourself and then, like, be the partner, like, become the partner you want to be and, you know, be a good partner, learn how to do that and be a good partner, you know, something like that, you know. Um, but most of this, yeah, like, if it, get, it gets easier for men as they get older and work harder for women as they get older, you know, um, all this has been, like, a shallow talk. I say find someone you are in love with and marry them, you know, and figure shit out from there. You know, don't, like, you know, like, 
when it says dating gets easier for men as they get older, but harder for women as they get older, it's it's kind of like uh, people who are interested in other people for shallow reasons. You know, like at the end of the day, just work on yourself, be a good person, and the the hose will come to you. You know, that's all that matters. Um, my girlfriend wants to sleep with other people while being with me. Is this a red flag? Girlfriend wants open relationship due to her attraction to others. I feel inadequate because she desires new experiences and suggesting we take a six-month break. I am confused and hurt. Uh, any advice you can give me would be great. You know, um, yeah, it says what am I, I'm also seeing here. She's 24, you're 23. Um, here's the thing with, like, with... I think with like being young and in relationships, like sometimes you need to like sow your wild oats as they, as the old people would say. And, you know, you got to get out there and kind of do it. And then once you get that, like, it's just something in your system. Once you get out of your system, you know, like it's, you know, that's when you want to settle down where, you know, differences may vary, but, uh, that's why you see a lot of these people, a lot of people are coming around now. Like we want to have an open marriage and shit like that because we did not get the, we got married too young and we didn't get an opportunity to fuck around. And so now I'm looking to do that. And, uh, you know, sometimes both parties are okay with it and they, you know, they, they get it to work, you know, they make it work. But like in situations like this, where one person wants to fuck around with other people and the other person doesn't, you know, that's where it becomes a problem, you know? Like, if you're going to be in, like, a serious relationship, you probably should be going into it with the idea that, like, hey, I'm not going to be fucking other people. You know, it's just, you know, how life works. You know, one partner and everyone needs one, you know, one at a time for everyone. You should have one partner, unless you're going to get the belt, then that's, you can have two at a time. Like, you know, after that, though, it's like, you know, you know, um, but yeah, no, I think she still wants to sow her wild oats. And so, and I think like, and I think what she's trying to do is have it both ways where she can still have you as a boyfriend, but she can still fuck other guys. And, uh, yeah. And I think, you know, that that's the thing with relationships is that, uh, they do require, I don't want to say sacrifice. I think it should be compromises, you know? That's me, but, you know, everyone's different. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Um, uh, what? But, yeah, so I think it's it's really important. You guys are going to have to have a serious talk in your relationship. I think you should just talk it, and then you have to decide what you're going to do from there. Because, like, she wants to fuck other people. I'm like, okay, then she should fuck other people, and then you got to fuck other people, you know? It's like that. She can get it out, but, like, you know... I don't like this idea, like, let's take a six-month break, fuck other people, and come back together. Like, just break up. Like, you clearly don't, like, there's clearly a dis, you know, you clearly don't want to be, like, if she's not, if you're, you know, like, you know, if one dick is, like, not doing it for her and she wants to explore and wants to go to Baskin-Robbins and, you know, get a little sampler of every dick out there, you know, like, I don't know, she can't, you can't have it both ways. I think that's the thing in your relationship. She, you, she cannot have it both ways. She cannot fuck around and have a partner. That's, you know, uh, there's like a give and take because like men do that boyfriend shit so they can get laid. And so like, you know, it's a, it's a give and take, you know, you can't have, at the end of the day, you can't, they want to say you can't have your cake and eat it too, which, which also, by the way, doesn't mean like, 
you can't have a birthday cake and eat it too. It's like you can't have a cake and keep it intact, but also eat it at the same time. And uh, yeah, so she, I think you guys have to have a serious conversation. Like, what does she want more? She has to realize what does she want more? To fuck other dudes or to be in a relationship with you? Because if she doesn't, because if fucking other guys is more important to her than you, then like, honestly, you're not a priority in our life. And honestly, King, you're better than that. You're way better than any of that and uh, are worth way more. So uh, you can probably find, uh, there's probably a girl out there who doesn't want to hoe around, who is perfect for you. And my advice is to look for that fat fucking fish. Remember, there's plenty of fat fucking fish in the sea. So uh, every day, every day I'm shuffling, you know. Uh, Oh, brother, this guy stinks! I am married, and I'm attracted to my physical therapist. That's rough, buddy. We've been married for seven years and currently in a stable relationship in our marriage. Recently developed strong attractions to my physical therapist, helping me recover from a car accident. I am feeling confused, ashamed, and struggling with persistent thoughts about her. Considering confessing feelings to my wife or changing therapist to resolve the issue. Uh, I am seeking your advice on how to handle this situation. Okay. Um, well, it isn't, physical therapist is way better than your, like, mental health therapist, I gotta say. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're, well, I mean, this is more for the fellas, but I think it can also apply to women, too. Uh, just gotta switch some words around. But, uh, when looking for a therapist, do not find one that's attractive. Like, I, I've, I think I've talked about it, I'm like, my therapist is, like, an older woman with kids and shit like that, you know, like no attraction to her, like perfect. And it's not a guy because I'm not going to be talking all my fucking feelings to another man. Like that's, you know, uh, I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. So yeah. Um, I don't think it's uncommon. Like, I don't know. Like if you're married, like obviously like, you know, you, you develop crushes on people, you know, it happens. Like, you know, you just like people. Like I've, I fall in love with women on TV all the time. Like it, it happens. Uh, but I think you have to remember is like, you can have a crush on someone. The the problem is doing something about it. And probably, uh, maybe you don't need to tell your wife about it. So there is something there. So, so what, yeah, I would say that I'm like confessing it to your wife. Eh, don't mm, read the room. You know, it's like, uh, probably not a good idea to tell her. Um, you know, the best suggestion would probably to be, uh, switching physical therapists, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I, I know, I think mental health therapists are usually, usually understand this. Like some of them do, uh, that like, oh, if my patient's attracted to me and is in love with me, like it's, you know, it's, it's not a good thing, you know? And I, I know physical therapist is a little bit different, but like, if it, that's kind of a problem, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, it's not, you know, you could, you know, even if you have to be honest with your physical therapist, I'm like, here, here's the thing. Um, I'm very attracted to you, but I'm also married. And so just to, just for my own, it's nothing you're doing, you know, it's just me. And so I'm just going to switch physical therapists. It's not, you know, don't tell her it's not, it's, it's not about really about her. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm working, you know, Maybe not being with the hot physical therapist, you know, like, can we get, you know, honestly, though, physical, lady physical therapists, they are very pretty. You're probably just, I think, probably just find a dude, you know, 
like a, probably a dude will help you a little bit more. So yeah, I don't think, you know, and, uh, and like, especially if your wife is like, why did you switch physical therapists? You know, it'd be like, to be honest with you, uh, she was very attractive and, uh, you know, just for my own sanity, I just didn't think that was a good idea. Um, you know, sometimes you're, you're depending on how you bring up the situation and who your wife is, like things change. But like, I think you're in, in like, if you tell your wife in an appropriate way, like, Hey, uh, I, I've kind of, I'm switching physical therapists because I'm kind of attracted to her and I'm still very much in love with you. And so I just want to let you know, you know, sometimes your wife would be like, Oh, that's very nice. She, you know, she never tried anything with me, but you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't work with a physical therapist I'm super attracted to, you know? Uh, and, and you know, it's vice versa. Like ladies, like if you have a hot, you know, some hot stud being your physical therapist, I'm like, I don't, you know, like maybe if you think it's going to be a problem, but like at the same time though, you don't actually don't know if this physical therapist is a single or taken married, you know? So you could do that, but yeah, I don't know. It is kind of weird, you know, like when a very attractive woman has to help you with like a medical issue, you know, like, mm. Cause you know, you know, you see an attractive woman, you're like, you gotta try to impress, think, make her think you're cool, you know. At the end of the day, not like it's like I can't walk, <laughs> I need your help walking, you know. Uh, I identify as a fucking threat. Why are so many married couples divorced after they have kids? I personally know five married couples that are divorced after having had two kids or more. What gives? Um, okay, uh, thoughts on this from. People I know, you know, they have kids and then they get divorced after that, which, you know, there's a lot of things that can be a problem uh, going on. But I know a lot of couples who got married young because Christianity and you're like, you can't have sex until you're married, but you're as horny as any human has ever been on this entire earth. So you're just like, fuck it, let's get married in two weeks so I can we can fuck each other, you know, and then people get married and then they realize because they they didn't date, they were not date, haven't been dating for an entire year and got married. And there's like, I don't think we're compatible with each other. Cause it takes a couple of years to know if you're compatible with someone. Like even as like, even friends, you know, like it takes a couple of years knowing someone before you can like, you know, you really trust and like care about them, you know, and stuff like that. So that, uh, so a lot of people get married young and a lot of people think like, Oh, we're struggling in our marriage. Let's have a baby that will fix the problem. And, uh, Kids don't fix marriages, folks. In fact, they probably can make them worse. I don't, I don't say kids are the reason for a parents' divorces. You just shouldn't say that. But, you know, like, and it's just worse. So it, it just annoys me. Like, you're creating life, force a hu- forcing a human being to exist, having to go through the school system, which is already traumatizing as it is. Uh, you know, then they, after, they have to finish school, and then after that, they either have to go to more school which is a financial burden going to be put on them or, you know, then they have to go into the workforce and they're going to be poor and struggling all the time. It's like, you know, it's like, and like you made this person exist in the world and like suffer and be depressed and sad and have to live this shitty ass life all because you're just like, maybe this will fix my marriage. Like, you know, so yeah, that's why. And then, you know, some couples are good and then they have kids and it's hard to work out because, you know, financial problems are a big reason people get divorced. So like, you know, kids are kind of money pits. So, you know, that doesn't help a marriage at all. Um, and stuff like that. I think, you know, a lot of people getting too married too young and thinking a baby will fix the kid, the marriage and it, it doesn't, uh, 
you know, and then so they have kids, you know, they keep having kids, and they're like, that'll fix it, you know? And it's like, if we have kids, you know, a lot of times some people think, oh, we'll be trapped together because, like, you know, you don't want your, sometimes, like, there's a bad stigma around, like, you don't want your kids having divorced parents or whatever. And in my mind, it's just like, I think kids, you know, for the most part, I think they can be understanding about divorce. I think what you need to do is pretend like you and that, that partner still get along and shit like that because, like, if that's the case, then your kids are, you know, like, yeah, it wasn't never really a problem, but, you know, it's always something. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just getting married too young and not knowing the person long enough and realizing you're not compatible with each other or, you know, that's it. I mean, like, going through my observations of people who've been married more than two times in their 20s, knowing those people, you know, that's, you know... That's the way it is. Daddy, chill. All right, and on to our last question. I shared a table at a restaurant with a neighbor and her children. She snuck out, leaving me with the bill. What should I do? So, uh, first thing you're going to have to do is you're probably just going to have to, like, pay the bill. Like, obviously, I think they, they screwed you. They played you, and you know what they say. Um, Somehow Palpatine returned. Not that. Uh, what they usually say is... When do they... Uh, oh, yeah, they usually say... That's rough. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, you know, and you're just going to pay it. What you, you There's a couple options you could do. Um, you could ask the restaurant, like... Hey, I was out to dinner with her and her family, and we were we were supposed to be on separate checks and stuff like that. And it looks like she's gone and snuck out. Um, I don't know what to do. Uh, the restaurant, there's a good chance the restaurant will be like, yeah, to pay the full thing or whatever. Or they could be cool and just be like, they because they all have security cameras and shit. So it's like, you know, what they look like. You could like even give them like a picture or whatever, you know, of what they look like. And sometimes a restaurant can like ban them or whatever or like press charges or whatever. You can give them their information. It's kind of up to the restaurant on what they want to do. Uh, probably worst case scenario, you're going to be stuck with the bill. Uh, you can confront them later and be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? And it's like, you know, it could be like an emergency or something. It could be a reasonable thing and they could pay you back and be good. But if they're, they're refusing to, you know, they're trying to do that, you know, hopefully the restaurant is understanding. If not, sorry, you, you got played. So, uh, Congratulations, you played yourself. And that's rough. But, uh, yeah, um, in regards to what else you could do, assuming you have to, you end up paying the bill and you can leave the restaurant and stuff like that, you just had to take an L for that. Um, and they're your neighbor, so you know where they live. Um, you know, when, if, I've never had to have this situation, but I've heard stories of guys, and I follow this policy, that if you're playing like a bar gig or whatever, you know, at the, after you play, at the end of the night, you know, if you play for a couple hours, one of those type of gigs, at the end of the night, you know, they give you how much you paid for or whatever. Sometimes they'll be like, you have to pay your bar tab first or whatever. But uh, I'd be like, can you take it out of, sometimes you're like, can you take it out of my pay or whatever? You know, it's like that. But if like, so say there's an agreed upon price, you know, which happens like we, you know, with the venue or the bar, and then they're assigned to short you or not pay you your amount because, like, oh, you didn't bring enough people in the door to justify this or whatever, you know, and it's just something that was, like, unspoken and they're just trying to screw you over. Uh, the general rule I go with is you get to take, start taking the bar shit because, uh, start taking shit from the bar because at that point, you know, like, they're not paying you, get, you know, maybe go behind the bar, steal a bottle of something nice, you know, if it's that kind of bar. Uh, if you're actually playing at bars, they're not that nice. 
uh, or, you know, take, you know, if they have any, anything they have, like, this is mine now, you know, like I thought, I remember I played at a bar and, uh, they basically, there, no one showed up, you know, I didn't know, you know, that wasn't my fault. They still paid us well, but I'm like, they don't pay us the full amount. Like I'm taking like a TV off the wall, (laughs) screwdriver, like taking it down. It's mine, you know, like, and I'll sell it, you know, I'll split it with the rest of the band too, you know, like, and that's my rule. Like, you know, when a venue owes you money and they're not willing to pay you the agreed upon amount, you know, start taking their shit. Are they going to call the cops? What are you going to tell the cops? Like, hey, they owe me money. They're not paying me. I'm taking their shit. You know, it's mine now because they owe me money. The cop is going to be like, work it the fuck out yourselves. You know, for the most part, that's what they're going to do. And if they want a lawsuit, you know, you can try talking. Usually it's nice to have things over text, you know, but uh, this is your restaurant. So I would say, um, if they're going to refuse to, you know, pay you back, you know, assuming it's not like, it wasn't like an emergency, they're just being shitty, uh, start taking some of their shit, you know, it's like, they're going to call the cops on you, they might pull a gun on you, but I don't know, uh, that's the situation, you know, read the room, uh, you know, that's what uh, happens, so take her shit, that's it, and take some of the kids shit too, because really let it, really let it fucking, that's a great way to let that fucking shit sting. And with all that being said, thank you for checking out this episode of Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's favorite pod, Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Sorry. I like that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out my music under Sweezy and my social media at the Sweezy, wherever you do that shit. Uh, Cash App, PayPal, Patreon, great ways to financially support us and be cool to your school. Free shit. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Leave us comments, like our shit. Uh, like or dislike, I don't give a fuck. Uh, leave a review and give us a five, four, three, two, or one star rating. So, I'll give you love, butt drugs, and uh, stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.